Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Across the UK, online and on DAB. <laughs> Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. Femba can go to hell. Topical talk, outspoken opinion and inspirational conversation on the Hour of Badass Power. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators but no one compares. Minter, Campbell and Sexton are your all new Saturday night super squad. Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. One, two, three. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass here on Talk Radio. I'm Harriet Minter and I'm here with my co-hosts Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. Coming up on the show today, we are talking about tech guru Michelle Kennedy and her brand new app, Peanut, trending number one in the UK. We'll also be looking at the latest protein world controversy and whether or not you can keep up with the Kardashians. And of course, we'll be bringing you our badass balls ups, our backdated badass and all the other brilliant, fabulous, interesting content we bring to you each and every week. Kicking us off as ever, we're discussing this week's news stories. And Emma, what has been playing on your radar this week? Well, there was a great story this week. Well, okay, there was a... There was a story that made me like cry with like, oh, that's just so amazing. And it also made me really, really angry. And that was um, Adele winning Best Album at the Grammys and her speech to Beyonce, which was just a really amazing for somebody to get up there and acknowledge another artist, another female artist. And we talked about Shine Theory, didn't we, last mm-hmm. week at our media event at the W Hotel. And that was basically, if I... If you don't shine, I don't shine. And I loved the fact that she acknowledged and it was an open, honest, typical Adele style. And I was like, I love that. I love another woman celebrating another woman and that being really open. But equally, Beyonce should have won that. She, she absolutely should. Lemonade. Now, Lemonade was... I know I know it's not Rihanna. Obviously, Rihanna <laughs> should have won it. But Lemonade, I think, undisputably a better album than 25, right? Lemonade is a... It's a monumental album. Uh, it is groundbreaking um she did what good artists should do in that she put out an album that uh represented the times and there's a fabulous quote from nina simone that says that is the role of an artist and yes she should have won um all of the articles that came out subsequently that looked at race and if anyone watched the adele behind the scenes interview where she said you know what the f does beyonce have to do to win and the reality is she's not a white woman 
that is the reality of why she has not won. And this has been a problem for the Grammys, hasn't it? Because actually we've had black artists saying they are not attending the Grammys because it's impossible to win. How does that... Are they ever going to take that on board? Are they ever going to change it? No. And, you know, they they put it down to the way the, the votes are counted. And they won't release who are these voting members, but there's a criteria for it. I think the broader issue for me is that it started a conversation around the realities of being black in society or being the other in society. Um, and there's a, a brilliant article on Refinery29 that talks about race and gender and identity in relation to the Beyonce Adele story. And it, it references the, you know, if you're, you're black in society, you have to work twice as hard for half as much. At, and I reading it, I was like, yep, that's the reality. Yeah, but I was reading that and I, that was the first time ever that I've really been aware of the black tax. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me that, uh, you know, Beyonce, that's a prime example of the black tax. And for me, being a privileged white person, I was like, that is just, you know, how, how did that even happen? Mm -hmm. How did that even happen? So, Emma, do you think, should Adele not have accepted the award at all? Should she have just said, I don't want it, I don't agree with this, I'm handing it back? Uh, yeah, I think, but I, I kind of feel that she did it and I, I kind of feel that she did it in the, totally the right way because she used the platform and that wasn't, ex it was an acceptance speech as in, you know, she has done an amazing album, she is an amazing artist, but she did, you know, categorically state, I do not deserve this award, it's for Beyonce. I think she even broke the award in half, didn't she? I saw some news things around there. So I well, feel she like didn't she... say I didn't, I don't deserve it because I think the recognition of a, of a brilliant body of work is there. She said, I cannot accept it. Yeah. And I think it's that acknowledgement of, Imagine sitting in front of someone that you've idolised your whole life, being competing against them, winning an award, and you, you fundamentally thinking their work is better than yours. That's what she did. She was like, yours was better. Yeah. So I, I can't fully stand here and say, yes, I'm going to take this because I think you should have But how it. many human beings would do that? How Only many human beings ones. would do it? Well, badass exactly. Ones. We'd do it. Well, no, we would, but that would not be the norm. And I think that was even more incredible that, you know, she, was, she did that because a lot of human beings would be like, yeah, I won. We would do it, but first of all, we'd have to acknowledge that somebody was better than us, and I don't think we've ever done that, ever. <laughs> so, no, but still... hey, I, I don't, just before yeah. we move on, can we have a moment for Rihanna, please? And Rihanna's, Rihanna's... last. Oh, I was yes. like, Rihanna! <laughs> that would be me. I'd be sitting in the front like, just give me the hip blast. Give me some rum, please. I did love that it was also bejeweled. Did yes, you see that so sparkle? Covered in crystals. Like, go, I girl. Mean, go, girl. Just a moment for Rihanna, please. A moment of silence. We can that, always have a moment can always have a moment for Rihanna that is okay <laughs> so second story of the week is Protein World who I loathe with a passion Nat tell us what's happened this time so Protein World are under fire for their ads on the tube uh well Sadiq Khan uh Armer is under fire for these ads that are on the tube I think it's slightly redundant because he doesn't make every decision about every ad that goes on the tube um, but you may have noticed if you're on the tube in London, ads of Chloe uh, Kardashian promoting a protein shake and it says, can you keep up with a Kardashian? And she's in her usual gym where her leotard gear, uh, you know, standing, standing tall. I understand the backlash and uh, I, I was definitely against the ads they had out last year of sort of the bikini body, the beach ready um, woman. But when I first saw the Khloe Kardashian poster, I was like, she looks fit. But she how is this advert any different from the adverts they had out last year? Because the whole point is about making women feel bad about themselves. If this advert had just said, you can keep up with the Kardashians, 
That would almost be completely different from, can you? Can you keep up with the Kardashians? No, you can't because you're a lesser person. I hate it. <laughs> and also on her website, so Chloe says um, that how she got her dream body takes dedication, literal sweat and tears. I'm like, hang a minute, who says she's got the dream body? Because personally, I don't look at her body and think that I, I want that. Some people do, but that's subjective. It is totally subjective, Emma. And I think the other thing about it is that it's still putting out there that women should be working towards a dream body. Do you know when we last had a discussion about men's bodies? We had a discussion when we discussed how attractive the dad bod was. That was when we last discussed men's bodies on a national scale. Oh, on a national yeah. scale. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I've never had that conversation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, going to start double. doing a tally, though, because I noticed that advert a couple of weeks ago and I started looking and just being more conscious about the billboards. And every station I stand in, I'm going to do a little count of the number of images aimed at women versus the number of images aimed at men and like. But I have a battle because, and it's, it's a kind of a moral internal battle because I recognize it's not right to be constantly telling women what they should look like. But I think Chloe looks amazing and she's worked really hard for this body. And I have another thing, you know, the, the Kardashians, whatever you want to say about them, they were the first women for me that really propelled this image of a curvier body into the mainstream yeah, but they have extreme figures they do not they have do. they like... are enhanced and i accept all of that I mean, it... but bums and boobs were never really overly sexy it was always a very straight figure no that's not true did you see the playboy ads in the 90s it was all about yeah, but it, was, boobs. it was restricted to playboy whereas in the mainstream being okay with your curves and your figure especially and i'm saying this is a black woman and black women jet normally have curves and boobs and, and butts it's it's made well, why aren't they what, celebrating what, black women then? Why are they celebrating like the Kardashians well, for that It booty? goes back to the conversation we just had recently, <laughs> previously. That would not be a black woman on that poster. It can be a Kardashian, but it will not be a black woman. And also it can be a Kardashian with a perfectly sculpted, and I'm sorry, it's Chloe, airbrushed. but that's airbrushed out of this world figure. It's not a woman who's actually like, do you know what? I am a size 16 and I've got a role here and a role there, but actually it all kind of works for me and I'm happy with it. Where is that woman? Nowhere to be seen. Or even better, where is the woman who is not able-bodied, who doesn't have that figure, who doesn't have that personal training to push her in the gym? Where is she being celebrated? Nowhere. Let's celebrate her here. Okay. Yes. We'll do a little Let's celebrate campaign. all of us because all of us have got dream bodies, girls. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that we could. Okay, so going into our next story, um, we are talking about a woman in Spain who this week gave birth to twins after having IVF. Not that uncommon, except that this particular woman is 64 years old. Nat, how do we feel about a 64-year-old giving birth to twins? I mean, if you want to have twins and you're 64, go with it. I I hope there's a support system around. I would assume there's a support system around. Um, but who am I to tell someone when they can and cannot have children? Emma, do you agree? Because this woman has actually, when you read the story, she's already been in trouble with social services for having um, children before, which they're saying she hasn't taken care of properly. She's now gone and had IVF again to have more children, really at quite an advanced age. Is that responsible or is that... Well, it Just doesn't sound like it is, does it? I mean, you know, I don't think it matters what age you have kids as long as your kids are loved. That, to me, is a fundamental thing. I mean, I know I'm not a parent, but even growing up, I know that... If you just feel loved and supported, that goes a long way to anything else. But if she's been mistreating children, who on earth has even allowed her to have the IVF treatment? It's not like it's an mm. an accident. You know, she that's been a conscious, planned pregnancy. 
I mean, like, yeah. Do we spend too much time telling women when they can and can't have children and how they should be mothers, though? There's Uh, too much. I mean, my friends who've got kids, like, it's intense. I I definitely think there's a... It goes back to all the conversations we have on this. Society and authorities and, you know, medical groups determine what women can and can't do. And actually, you're really fertile at this age and therefore you should be having babies then. And if you wait until this point, it's it's completely over and you're putting their health at at risk. Uh, And, I, you know, going back to the story, I think there are two sides to this. She should be able to have children whenever she wants. But if she's mistreating them, that is a completely different uh, uh, side of things. Okay, so we're going to be carrying on this discussion with somebody who actually knows lots more about motherhood and what it's like to be a mother in today's world. Coming up in the next section, we have Michelle Kennedy, the founder of the Peanut app, also one of the uh, starting team for fantastic sites like Badoo and Bumble. And she's going to be talking to us about parenthood in this day and age, um, how technology is helping and hindering. And we're also going to be getting her to join in with some questions for our badass balls ups coming up later on in the show. So join us after the break. Across the UK, online and on DAB. <laughs> Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. On Talk Radio, she'll get you talking. Across the UK, online and on DAB. <laughs> Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. On Talk Radio. Femba can go to hell. Topical talk, outspoken opinion and inspirational conversation. On the hour of badass power. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Minter, Campbell, and Sexton are your all new Saturday night super squad. Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. One, two, three, four! Welcome back to the Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass on talk radio. I'm Harriet Minter. I'm here with my co-hosts Emma Sexton and Natalie Campbell. And we are joined today by Michelle Kennedy. Michelle Kennedy is a tech guru. She was part of the team that brought you Bumble, revolutionising dating. It's the feminist dating app. She's also the deputy CEO of Badoo and she has just launched a brand new app called Peanut for parents, which apparently is trending number one in the UK today, Michelle. Well done. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No worries. Lovely to have you here. So before we left, we were talking about um, the 64-year-old woman in Spain who's just had twins by IVF and whether or not we just get too involved in other people's parenting styles. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there is no better time than everyone to feel that their opinion is valid and that you want to hear it than when you have a child. Um, something happens, people feel able to comment on your figure, your parenting techniques, whether your child needs feeding. I've had that before. He looks hungry. How would you know? Um, it, it just, it kind of opens these floodgates. And every time you hear it, for me anyway, in my experience, it just hurts a little bit more. Mm. Um, so whether it's just a comment, a passing comment, Um, about you and the amount of time you spend with your child or whether your child um, is doing something that someone else's child can already do or whatever it might be, it just starts to really kind of get to you. Um, Microaggressions, that's the the term that we've all kind of come to love in our office. But it's just, you know, every time um, you just hear something, it, it kind of gets to you a little bit more. And you're seeing, I see it everywhere. It's indiscriminate, actually. It doesn't matter if you're kind of um, main stage, so 
celeb or whether you're you know me or whomever you are everyone feels it and everyone does it and it, it is it's it's sad actually my uh, sister's got an interesting theory about that she said in terms of like motherhood it's very difficult to measure success so she found that you know a lot of this competition comes because you've got no way of measuring how successful you are at parenting so everyone is kind of like benchmarking and comparing subconsciously because there's no other way to just evaluate if what you're doing is any good yeah i think there is an element of that i also think that you know the careers that we all take now and the fact that women are able to do whatever they want at any time means that we're used to kind of achieving right and we have these goals and these um, milestones that mean that we've had those achievements whether it's at university or you get your career that you want or whatever it is and then you can't really do that with motherhood right you for me anyway I was just basically winging it I still am all the time <laughs> and there isn't really like a milestone apart from is he happy and you know is he you know still laughing and can I like give him good care that's really it so yeah I understand taking that taking ourselves too seriously as I say we as, as parents or I'm thinking myself as a godparent um, because I, I was having this conversation with someone yesterday what about our mothers and our, and our, our, our grandmothers or, or you know parents pre the books pre the apps pre all of this they kind of just got on with raising kids and is is the world that we're in which is technology fueled and information fueled making us more conscious of what we do and don't do yeah i always just remember that it takes a village right and i think i think unfortunately we don't live in villages anymore everything feels really spread out mm. you don't really feel like you've got that community so you can just even i couldn't just say hey mum, is this all right that he's doing this it would be a phone call she or can you come and stay with me and you know it was it was a bigger deal than that my girlfriends weren't having babies um i really felt like this was a lone experience and i didn't really feel like i was sharing it and if you don't have that community around you that that's really tough and so is that what led you to create Peanut? Is that where the app came from and how does it work? Yeah, I think it was two things really. The first was actually just from a kind of indignation that I had this baby and I'd been using these incredible products with really, they looked slick and they spoke to me in a way that I was used to. And with and I was working in dating apps that were all about having like a killer UI so that you really understood what you were using. Um, and then motherhood came and I just didn't get it. I didn't understand any of the products that were out there. They didn't look like anything I was used to using. The vocab was weird. The tone of voice <laughs> was really strange. They had abbreviations. I was Googling because I didn't get it. Um, so that was kind of, for me, I was like, hey, hang on, I'm still me. And I haven't aged overnight, but I felt like I had because yeah. of all the things that were out there. So that was the first part. And the second part, yeah, it was that emotional side of, hang on a minute, I'm working in an industry where we make people have dates and I can't find another woman to go and like grab lunch with and moan about stuff or, you know, light-hearted so relief. Is it just about trying to find another mum to connect with or are we creating a single parent hookup app here? <laughs> Be honest. I'm all up for sexy single there. I, 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 I love that. We're just about mamas right now. Although, you know, I can see all of that. Yeah, I can, I can see the use case. For me, it was just about I really just needed to find another woman who was on my wavelength. Mm -hmm. And I really felt the kind of, oh, you're a mum. 
I've got this friend, you're gonna love her. You meet each other, you're like, we've got nothing to say, this is really awkward, how old's yours, how old's yours? <laughs> and once you've got through that, it was really, really difficult. And I thought, this is crazy. And you could kind of see these groups of women around you and you don't know how to infiltrate them either. What about the dads though? Do you, you know, dads staying at home, do yeah. they feel the same? Do they want to speak to other mums or do they want to speak to other dads? Yeah, so, so much feedback from, from dads. They're very vocal as well. Um, <laughs> I, we spoke to them a lot when we were on the journey of kind of building. We, we've got a lot of kind of feedback from them now. Not saying no, mm. just right now, the focus has to be women because it's the pain point I understand most intimately. And I think that if you're really going to build a product, you have to really understand that pain point and why you're solving it to give a successful kind of solution. Speaking of pain points, we've all had a lot of pain points when it comes to dating apps. <laughs> Emma, you have deleted them, haven't you? Yeah, I've st- oh, yeah, I've stopped them. I'm all about real world. All now. about real world. Yeah. Nat, I've gone back to organic dating and I think that is going to be the trend, meeting people out. <laughs> Wow. The jewelry's still out. I mean, it's February. Um. So, and I went on my first Bumble date on Sunday. Yeah. No, Michelle, let's not celebrate it. <laughs> it was not a celebratory situation. <laughs> so, you were part of the kind of you were part of the founding team of Bumble. Now, I don't want to pick holes in it, but I mean, so it's one thing when one is a woman of like as I am, somewhat shorter stature. You accept that you're not going to be going out with somebody who's 6'2". I don't want to go out with somebody who's 6'2". But like two inches taller than me. Like if I could just have someone who was two inches taller than me, that would be great. So how do I get men to put their height (laughs) on there when, you know, and be like open about it. I don't care if you're 5'6". That's fine. I do care if you're 5'3". Sorry. That's a big problem for me. We heard, I mean, I heard so much stuff. So when we... um, when Bumble was was started and, you know, I was kind of involved in that whole process and I was on the board, the stories that I used to hear were amusing. Let's say amusing. <laughs> um, how, do you know what? Honesty is best, right? And that's for guys too. Any guys listening to this, and they should be, honesty is best because if you dress it up in something, it's every part of life, dating, whatever. If you dress it up as something that it's not, don't lead to disappointment. I am all about the undersell over deliver. So the other thing about honesty there is sometimes one can be too honest. So whilst on this date on Sunday, poor guy, I did say I wouldn't discuss this on the show. There we go. What can you say? Didn't sign an NDA, your own fault. Um, so whilst on this date on Sunday, we were having a nice conversation. And then in the middle of this conversation, maybe five minutes into the date, he throws in that he's also on Thrinder. Anyone who does not know what Thrinder is, it's grinder for straight people, but with more... What Specialist options? requirements. <laughs> yeah. Is that Someone we know is very happy with her partner she and they is. met on that app. She did. So, they like yeah. true love blossoms in the strangest <laughs> of places. Um, so he threw wow. that in. He threw in um, that uh, dating women from Tinder was apparently a very different experience to dating women from Bumble. I would tell you how it was different, but the words he used were not appropriate for 8 p.m. on a Saturday night. Let's just say sort of thing. I would say birthdays and Christmas only too. Um, and then at the end of the date, when he went in to kiss me and I was like, oh, trying to move away, he held my head in place and did not let me move. <gasps> so how do we get men to say, I am just looking, if he just said, I'm just looking for a hookup, I would have been like, do you know what? This is lovely, but both of us need a, a lion on Sunday. Let's not go out and get drunk on Saturday night. Here's my view. 
everything yeah. we do on our phone is just an extension of what we do in everyday life right and if it isn't then you shouldn't really be doing it so that guy could have easily been a guy that you met organically love that phrase <laughs> um in real life and you could have had the same experience so it's not kind of all all the apps are doing is just making it easier and more convenient and actually taking out like kind of doing a bit of filtering for you so that you know go and look at the spotify feature whatever it is go and go and do a little bit of that i must admit i'm a bit bored of talking about dating no offense harriet but i what i'm more interested in hearing about from you is how you've built uh, an app and also how you've done that while being deputy ceo of badoo and also being a, a mother and having a child like i shouldn't really be asking that question but there's lots of things going on in your life that that need time and attention basically yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So how have you managed that? So um, I actually um, left Badoo um, in January of last year. Um, dating, less relevant to my life. Sorry, ladies. Um, <laughs> and had to kind of think about this real pain point that I'd had when I had Finn. So I think I'd gone from working crazy hours, being around people all the time, feeling kind of, you know, quite um, like I was on it, um, to having Finn and feeling like, Wow did not see this coming, didn't see kind of loneliness hitting me, um, didn't really feel like I am different, but now everyone's talking to me in a different way. Um, so I really wanted to kind of build something that, that felt like motherhood 2.0. So Michelle, can I just, was mm. it just loneliness or were you also you know, thinking about identity and uh, career and success and being part of things that are big and shiny and then thinking, okay, I've got a wonderful child but the pace is, is it's just different yeah I think the identity point is a really 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 good one and for me I still felt like Michelle mm. but I wasn't really sure about Michelle the mother I wasn't really sure who that was meant to be yeah. but it definitely um, for me felt like ah, I don't want that tag can't I just be Michelle and a part of who I am is mummy to Finn and a part of who I am is a successful businesswoman and a part of who I am is you know fun sometimes karaoke <laughs> lover true you know all of those things that's all part of who I am um, and it was really about building something on that basis fabulous and if for anyone out there who's thinking of building an app what's the one thing you can do to create an absolutely killer app work hard 
Yeah. No one will beat you if you outwork them. And and that's, I mean, as much as I can say, I would work all day, I'd get home, put Finn to bed, work all night, do it again. And if you, if you and, if, and speak to people, there's no point in creating an app for no one. Like you have to go out and speak to people and understand how would you use it? Here's, here's a test. Are you using it in the way I thought you were going to? Try it again. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Michelle. So Michelle is staying with us for the next section. She'll be using all her wisdom and combining it with ours to answer your ba- your badass bulls ups. Um, if you have a badass bulls up and you want to tell us about them, you want our advice. I don't know why you would, but maybe you do. <laughs> you can find us on the hashtag B-A-W-H. Tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us, hashtag B-A-W-H and tell us your problems and we'll bring them onto the show for our badass bulls ups. That's coming up in section three where we'll be looking at these big important life questions. Um, so we'll be discussing what to do when you're made redundant and how to manage that. We'll be looking about how to get back into the gym and feel really confident. And most important, we'll be asking, is fubbing yourself in public a social faux pas? And for those of you who think yes, you don't know what it means. Join us then. Across the UK, online and on DAB. (laughs) Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Mincer, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. On Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Across the UK, online and on DAB. (laughs) Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. Fembar can go to hell. Topical talk, outspoken opinion and inspirational conversation on the hour of badass power. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators but no one compares. Minter, Campbell and Sexton are your all new Saturday night super squad. Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass on talk radio. I'm Harriet Minter and I'm here with my co-hosts Emma Sexton and Natalie Campbell. And we are combining our hundred odd years of wisdom mistakes failures learnings to answer your problems yes it's our badass balls ups first up we have a caller this week who's going to tell us she's got a very serious job situation we are going to try and help with hello emily how can we help you today hi there so um my my balls up basically is that i got made redundant this week um and I kind of expected it, but obviously it's always it's always a bit of a shocker. And um, essentially, I'd like to know what your opinions are on how what's the what's the badass approach to redundancy, basically. How do I make this a really good thing? Um, just a few few things to bear in mind is that I have got a little girl, so I can't just kind of take myself off to a yoga retreat, unfortunately. Um, and I'm the main earner in my household as well. Oh, Emily. Well, first up. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I have to say your attitude already sounds completely badass to me. You are doing brilliantly, so thank you. Um, we're going to try and give you some hopefully useful advice. Now, what would you suggest? Well, so a couple of questions first, Emily. Um, what's the one thing that you've always wanted to do, if if at all? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, do you know what? I've always wanted to have a clothes shop actually that's always been my big dream <laughs> okay so if for anyone going through redundancy or thinking about the thing they want to do differently with their lives it's going back to what's the thing that you think about have always wanted to do 
and then I would I have this thing called three yeses what are the three big yeses you would need to make that happen so I had a, a retail store when I was 21 mm-hmm. and my three yeses were find a store find someone to give me stock and um, get some money from the bank and I knew if I got those three yeses then I can make it happen do a similar list for yourself and see how close you are to being able to make those things happen. But also think about other ideas. Um, you know, if you were thinking about a job, what what would your dream job be? And use this use this time to be kind to yourself and give yourself the gift of living the life you want to live. Fabulous. Thank you, Nat. Emma, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, as well, like it's an amazing opportunity that you've got and you sound like you've got a really good state of mind around it, that you've now got this freedom. So mine would be in a similar way of when I set up my business, I just basically tapped up all my contact, all my contacts. I downloaded my LinkedIn spreadsheet and I looked at basically who was hot, who was warm, who was cold, who might need my help and support. And I just went out there and had loads of coffees and just told people that I was available. So I would do that and then relish the kind of opportunities that will come once people realize you're free because you know I'm sure you're incredible at your at what you do and you sound like you've got lots lots of experience thank you Michelle what do you think lawyer in me used to be a lawyer um make sure that you get the right deal and the deal that that you're entitled to go and check what you're they're offering you go and check your your staff handbook and make sure that you get um the deal that you're entitled to um to give you a bit of security to go and pursue the three yeses I think that's great advice thank you and I would say finally like do actually also give yourself time to feel a bit sad about it it's okay to feel a bit sad and a bit frustrated and not know where you're going take that time book it out in your diary and then at the end of it be like right I've had that moment to think about it now is the moment to move on has that been helpful for you Emily that is so helpful I can't tell you thank you so much I'm I'm going to take it all on board and um, and I'll, I'll keep you posted. Please but, do. But um, I'm very excited. Please do. Please kind of tweet us, tell us how you get on. We'd love to hear. Thank Good you so much do. for calling. Thanks, Emily. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Uh, so our second problem today is something that I didn't really know about <laughs> until earlier today, which is fubbing. Fubbing. Sounds exciting. So it turns out this is the thing. Uh, so a friend of mine has been um, really trying to make an impression with his boss, trying to get him on side, trying to build the relationship. But every time they have a meeting, his boss sits there on his phone, either talking on his phone, flicking through his messages, reading his emails, not paying attention. And it turns out this is a massive social problem. It's actually called fubbing. It has a name. Fubbing. Fubbing. With a P. Fubbing. P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Fubbing. Fubbing. I know, I thought it was something totally different. But <laughs> um, and it's a really serious social problem. And it happens to all of us. But how do we get people to put their phones down, particularly when they're in a position of authority? Michelle, like as somebody who has contributed to this problem, <laughs> what do you suggest? I feel incredibly out of my depth answering this one because I am so guilty of doing this. I probably do it five times a day, mostly to my husband, which I don't think counts, right? <laughs> um, pretending to multitask. Look, I actually, this is this is true. I do have an hour. And it's when I'm putting Finn to bed where there is no phone and it's not cool and I just put it away. If you're going to give someone time, if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, put your phone down. Just put it down. It's okay. Yeah, I agree. Can, but is it hard to do that though, Nat? Can you put your phone down and just concentrate on someone? Yes. And again, I always think you can tell how important the person you're with thinks you are based on how much attention they yeah, give you so true. Uh, looking at uh, 
Yeah. Um, so I put my phone in my bag if I want to show someone that I'm giving them their, uh, my full attention. If we're out at dinner, I would say at the beginning of the dinner, ladies, let's, you know, let's put the phones away. Let's be present here. But how do you then get somebody who's maybe more important than you, that maybe you want their attention, how can you kind of politely suggest that maybe they want to put their phone away? There, there is no politely suggest. I'm te- <laughs> we're here together. We're having a conversation. My phone isn't away. My, my phone is away. You wanted my time, typically. Or if I've invited you and you're, you're sitting there on your phone, you know, is is there a more appropriate time where I can yeah. come back and we can have this conversation yeah. and then see what they do? But it's it's rare that that happens to me. I must say, <laughs> it happened to me in my fundraise when really? I was doing my fundraise, and it was a room full of men, and one guy sat on his phone in the whole thing, and so I just couldn't help it. And I Michelle, just said, "What did you do? I, am I boring you?" I just had <laughs> and to. What did they say? Well, then he was obviously embarrassed and put the phone away, and everyone else in the room looked at him to give the kind of come on. So yeah. I've heard it's a tactic, that in, yeah. a pitch tactic. So there's always someone on the panel that's um, disengaged and they want to see what it is that you're going to do and whether or not you'll call it out. Oh, interesting. interesting. So did you get been... the money? I did. I actually was offered oh. from those guys. Yeah. I didn't there take it. That's fine. Emma, have you, do you have this problem? Do you find it or do you yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, if someone's not... busy on and we say, look, if now's not a good time, then we can, you know, like we can reschedule or do you want do you want me to give you 10 minutes so I, I would definitely call people out on it and you know but I also think like what on earth does everybody think they're so freaking important that they've got to keep looking at their phones <laughs> you know you get this all the time people are like oh you know I've got to answer my emails at 11 o'clock like just you're not that important Emma I just love I like <laughs> Emma fountain of tact and wisdom there <laughs> get over yourself get over yourself okay final question um, Emma this is from you right yes yeah it is so um, someone was asking us about uh, they wanted to get back into the gym but feeling a little bit unconfident hadn't been to the gym for ages so not quite in the, the shape they want to be and also I've been to some of the gyms like, I'm a member of Gym Box and it is intimidating like there's some people who are really worked hard on their look before before they've even got to the gym. And they were sort of saying, you know, what can I do to be more confident? And we um, got invited to attend a really special Nike event a couple of weeks ago, which was with Matthew Joseph, who was the stylist on FKA Twigs campaign. And he actually asked FKA Twigs uh, our question. Um, and basically Twigs said, and I thought this was phenomenal, when she is feeling a bit shy and self-conscious, I was like, wow, okay. If <laughs> if Twigs feels like that, then, you know, that's good. She was saying, I basically, I'll wear like leggings and a and a crop top, but then I'll put a tracksuit over the top. And she said, then as I'm exercising, because exercise releases endorphins, you start to just feel like you just want to take some clothes off. Mm. So we need to just channel our inner Twigs and yeah that do endorphins make you want to take your clothes off (laughs) always obviously um but i agree being in the gym so i'm not someone that goes to the gym and will wear a crop top it's just it's not my my thing and when i see women do it i'm like go you i just can't i'm a layers girl and i'll I'll sort of sheepishly take things off as i go um and it is dependent on how good I feel about myself um, and even if I'm boiling hot and I, I wear long sleeve tops and my, my PT used to be like what just why why do you come with sleeves and because it 
it's kind of a shield as I get to this body that I have in my head, going back to the conversation we had at the top of the Damn show. Damn you, protein world. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do. I think I think it's good advice. And on that campaign, if there's any campaigns we should be having on the tube, the one with the F- FKA twigs, she looks, it's amazing. It's powerful and directed by a 17-year-old. Yeah. And also, talking of badass, FKA twigs, not only does she model in that, she creative directed it, she chose everybody in it, and she talks about indigo children. Do some research on indigo children. Fascinating. Okay. Lesson for this week thank you emma so we are going to take a small break but we'll be back in the next section to talk about our backdated badass who is a woman that actually you hopefully will all know about after this weekend but we're going to highlight her anyway we want to say a massive thank you again to our fabulous guest michelle kennedy her app peanut is currently trending number one in the uk so if you are a parent do go check it out i think it can really help you and of course if you want to want to talk to us want to give us your feedback or just want us to answer any of your questions do find us on the hashtag b-a-w-h on twitter instagram facebook all the socials and come talk to us Across the UK, online and on DAB. <laughs> Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. On Talk Radio, she'll get you talking. Across the UK, online and on DAB. <laughs> Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. On Talk Radio. Fembot can go to hell. Topical talk, outspoken opinion and inspirational conversation. On the hour of badass power. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Minter, Campbell, and Sexton are your all new Saturday night super squad. Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. One, two, three, four! In 14 days, we're putting a human in the space. If NASA wanted to succeed... I need a man that doesn't yet exist. I can do it, sir. They'd need the help of three incredible women. I had no idea they hired. Quite a few women working in the space program. Nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Picture. There's no protocol for women attending. There's no protocol for a man circling the Earth either, sir. The IBM's wrong. Let's get the girls to check the numbers. We're in the fight of our lives, people. Hidden Figures in cinemas February 17. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass here on Talk Radio. My name is Harriet Minter and I have my co-host Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton here with me. What you just heard there was a clip from the film Hidden Figures being released this weekend. Every week we talk about a woman from history that we think you should know about, our backdated badass, and this week we're talking about one of the key characters from that film. Nat, can you tell us a bit more? So today we're celebrating Dorothy Vaughan and in the film she's played by Octavia Spencer, um, an Academy Award winner. Um, Dorothy was born in uh, 1910 and she died 10 years ago, but she was uh, a black mathematician who worked for NASA. So she she worked with the teams um, sending men into space. Um, In 1949, she became the acting supervisor um of the west area computers and this won't mean much to people but if you think about 1949 was a long time before this the whole civil rights movement even kicked off before black people were given general just basic human rights um and she went to supervise staff at that center um as part of her work she was then one of the or part of the team that brought together all of the codes and all of the data needed to send men into space 
Um, and when we spoke about her previously, or, or when we spoke about uh, Catherine previously and, and um, Mary Jackson, what we, we, we talked about was the fact that they were known as um, computers with skirts. I think we've got that, that term right. But they essentially revolutionized um, everything we know about, about science and um, space travel. Yeah, because if you listen to our podcast, you'll know that actually in one of our earlier episodes, we talked about Catherine Johnson, who's part of the same team that Dorothy Vaughan is. And they were, as um, Nat said, the computers in skirts. And they were also this group of women who were brought in to do really complex calculations by hand. I mean, this is, you know, the 1950s, 60s, Emma, where we're working on blackboards, not on computers. I know. I was reading this and I'm like, where on earth do you start with a calculation to get something to the moon? Is that like one plus like I have no idea um, and the other thing that she really specialised in which is obviously helpful if you're going to be she specialised in calculations for flight paths and even now actually mapping those flight paths one of the most complicated most highly skilled jobs you can do but what really horrified me when I was reading about her is that they were doing all this work that was incredibly important and yet they worked in a windowless basement they were denied promotion, didn't matter how good their work was. They were forced to eat in a segregated canteen and they had to use separate bathrooms. I mean, it just blows, it blows my mind. And, you know, this isn't a topic for now, but I'm just like, how can you let these incredible women work for you and then let them be in a segregated canteen? Like, how does that become... I know it's, like, not normal now, thank goodness, but how is it at human beings? We get in these things where we go, that's okay. Like, it just infuriates me. But I'm very excited about this film because, you know, having discovered Katherine Johnson and she's on the Makers website and her story and she's just such a beautiful human being. Like, when she tells her story, you just can't help but fall in love with her. And I just didn't realise that there were another two women involved in that. So to see this film, I'm really excited about it. I think the other thing I'm excited about is um, the, the women that are playing these amazing women so we've got Taraji P. Henson who is one of the lead characters in um, the Fox episode Empire uh, an amazing woman who has been in the acting and entertainment industry for years there's a sort of a brilliant movie called Baby Boy that she was in with um, Tyrese who's a singer who's also in Fast and Furious so growing up seeing these women um, you know in, in I guess my childhood movies and now seeing them so successful and telling these important stories is wonderful and Janelle Monet, who is a brilliant creative wonderful artist seeing her coming into her own as an actress and telling these stories about women that ultimately history forgets which is why we do this segment we want to talk about women that no one else is talking about um, so this feels really special and I'm going to be first to see it. If we weren't seeing Fifty Shades tonight, then I'd be seeing, <laughs> seeing yeah, this. We've got our priorities all wrong this weekend. <laughs> we're, on, we're on a group outing tonight to the Fifty Shades of Grey film, which I'm feeling like is maybe not the one we should be going to. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so that is our backdated badass for this week. She is amazing, but she's also being recognised in the film Hidden Figures out this weekend. So do go see it if you can. As ever, we always end the show with our badass principle of the week. A principle we think you should live your life by in the coming seven days to be even more badass than you already are. Nat, what is it this week? The badass principle for this week is celebrate a difference. And I think it sums up everything that we've spoken about on the show today. It's being aware of the people around you that might not look like you, sound like you, come from the same background as you, but it's celebrating who they are and their own brilliance and maybe taking the time out to get to know them a bit more or do some do some research or just find something that's not your usual day-to-day world and everyday environment. Brilliant. Emma, how are you going to be doing that this week? Well, this is... 
kind of become my new life theme. You know me, and I have my themes and my topics, but especially since the Women's March. And the girl I work with, Leah, who is of Pakistani heritage, I'm seeing, starting to see the world through different eyes, and I think I've been very ignorant. And we did a diversity talk at a big production company this week, and I got Leah to talk because that's really important for me to her, for her to have these opportunities. But realise there's all these people in the room that just do not see the, the world through her eyes and I hadn't seen the world through her eyes either and I'm starting to take much more notice and I, I, I haven't been. So championing difference is really understanding the world from other people's perspectives in a way that you're probably not doing right now. And Leah's actually launched a really interesting project around this, hasn't she? What's that? Yeah, it's called The Other Box. So she's been working with us. She's like, I've got these incredible you know, role models in my life but the majority of them are Caucasian. She's like, where are the Indian, um, you know, where's the different ethnic minorities that are showing me that I can do that role too so she set that up with another girl Roshni and they are having some amazing interviews with some incredible women they were talking to the Huffington Post this week so um, I'm really excited for her and it's just it's giving me a, a totally different awareness and I think that's exactly it which is opening our eyes to other people's experiences of the world because they're just not the same as ours and being aware of what you can learn just by asking by being curious and by understanding it's not just your way that is everybody's way sometimes it's nice to step out of your own path and experience life in somebody else's so that is all we have for you this week hopefully you found it thrilling exciting useful and amazing as ever we will be back next week but if you can't wait that long do make sure you find our podcast on itunes the badass women's hour download subscribe review it only if you're being kind tell us how fabulous it is or come join the conversation with us find us on the hashtag b-a-w-h we're on twitter at badass women's hour hr that's at badass women's hour instagram on the same handle or facebook the badass women's hour or you can come talk to us individually find me on twitter at harriet minter nat at Nat D. Campbell. And Emma. At Emma Sexton. Come and tell us your stories we want to hear. The hashtag is BAWH and we will be back here on Talk Radio same time next week. Across the UK, online and on DAB. <laughs> Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.